Death Spiral, the only anime podcast with type O negative blood that makes us a universal donor for anime recommendations. Uh, I'm Nate. Uh, as always, I'm here with Remy. Remy, uh, how you feeling this spooky season? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I was thinking earlier about my Halloween costume. I usually don't do too much per Halloween, but, um, you know, this year I was looking at my options. I think I'm going to go with uh, Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star again. It's just there's not that many characters that really fit my build, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, my options are pretty limited, you know? Kenshiro, Jotaro, uh, basically anyone who's over 6'5 and like absolutely ripped and yoked. It's true. I can't really pull off anyone else. Uh, I am the same way. I have the same problem every year. Uh, I'm just too absolutely buffed out of my mind with muscles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. You were just absolutely beefed. This is the curse that people don't really mention when you're just absolutely beefed out. My wife has decided that we're doing a vampire theme for Halloween this year. And so obviously the only costume that I can do is full power Dio Brando, right? With his shirt off. No shirts fit me anymore because of all the muscles. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because you because you have to be a vampire. Yeah, that's the that's the prerequisite. That's the prerequisite. So, uh, you know, I, I was thinking I could do Alucard from either Castlevania or from Helsing, but no, he's a waif. I know they're they're far too uh, gangly, uh, twinkish in frame. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's just not me. Uh, you need somebody who's basically a perfect square. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, from Vampire Hunter D, Count uh, Count Magnus Lee, right? You remember him? Hell yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's nine feet tall in a perfect square. Like, that's really, I think that really fits you. Man, that movie's so dope. It's dope as hell. It's dope as hell. <laughs> so, yeah. What a great movie. Uh, real hard finding a good costume this year. I think I'm going to have to go as Dio again. <laughs> Dyeing your hair, yeah. sharpening up the old teeth. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this is the last episode before the spooky uh, apocalypse is upon us. The all-powerful spook day. Almost time. Almost time. We're almost there. Just a few more days. Almost time. Uh, I can't wait. We're getting there. You know, it's basically my Christmas, right? Yeah. You know, I, I really appreciate now that we're pretty much on it. All the uh, horror movies that came out that I wanted to see are under my belt now. And did they all disappoint you? I can now make my my absolute uh, list of which ones rang true and which ones uh, fell short. And boy, uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of bad ones this year. Oh, oh no. man, I know I ran down a lot of them last episode. Uh, most of them bad. Oh, boy. Well, I know you just watched that Exorcist one. Yes, I know. Uh, and I, I, I've seen a little bit of that. And man, it does not look uh, like anybody had any like sense of passion or or artistic vision uh, going on there. But I knew it was going to be bad. Uh, the only shocking thing was just how bad, just how insanely bad you can make an Exorcist movie in 2023. It's not like there isn't blueprints for exorcist movies out there. You know, we've done plenty at this point. They've done at least like one and a half good sequels already. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Exorcist 3, I think, is just absolutely phenomenal. 
Oh, that was that was the full one I was giving it to. Uh, I I think I would generously give Exorcist two uh, half a good movie, and I love that movie. Anything with Brad Dourif in it is gonna pull through for me. Like he Absolutely. really is the MVP of any horror movie. That's why all the Chuckies are great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, love me a Chucky. <laughs> I can't hate any Chucky. Uh, I actually have to. I have to get back to Chucky and watch season two of the show. I actually really like the show. <laughs> it has such a unique tone to it, you know? And there's so many Chuckies. At one point, there's like 50 Chuckies. Okay, I, I always wondered why they did, why the movies didn't lean in. And I haven't seen them all. Maybe they did. But did any of the movies lean into like the fact that he's a mass-produced toy? You know, it, it comes up every once in a while because he does transfer, for the most part, between Chucky dolls. So you, you do have to have them around. So there are Chucky dolls available that he switches bodies into because he gets fucked up every once in a while. Did he ever figure out how to possess multiple Chucky dolls at once? Though? Yes, okay. that's what the whole first season is about. Okay. Is he splits his soul because, of course, as we all know, Chucky is a master of voodoo magic. That's canon. Uh, and he he can <laughs> split his soul into different tiny pieces and put them in a whole army of Chucky dolls uh, that he does uh, intend to deliver to the homes of all kinds of various childrens and, and enact his evil schemes. Okay, if he knows how to do that, why would he stick with the Chucky dolls like after the first time that he gets defeated, right? Well, you see, uh, as we learn in the Chucky series, it's much more difficult to implant your soul over the soul of uh, an, a living thing. Uh-huh. So a doll, which has no soul, it's an inanimate object, that is easy to implant a soul seed into. Okay, well, why why wouldn't he possess something like, um, like those Boston dynamic, like, killer human robots? <laughs> what advantage would that give him? Hey, have you seen those things? They can do kung fu. So can Chucky. No, he's tiny. Chucky could do kung fu. You just punt him. That's not a, a huge disadvantage, as as he is quite a successful serial killer. I mean, have you <laughs> seen any of these movies? He racks up a pretty intense body count. You know what I like about Chucky is that he came up in an era where a lot of serial killer movies were coming out, a lot of slasher movies were coming out, and most of them, outside of like Elm Street, lean more towards the silent killer. Mm-hmm. Or in Elm Street's case, the uh, quippy killer. Chucky doesn't really quip, uh, and he's not silent at all. He really is just kind of an aggro dude who runs at you and goes, "I'm gonna fucking kill you. I hate you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna cut you off." I up. mean, it is effective, you know. In the first, <laughs> it's scary. In, in that first movie, that scene where where he finally lets the mask drop with the mom uh, and calls her a fucking bitch. No, she she picks him up. And turns him over and finally notices there's no batteries in his battery case. And he goes, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's pretty scary. Good. It's so good. It's it's amazing. I really, really love that scene. And it's been replicated over and over again by now, you know. Uh-huh. They did a non-canon Chucky remake a few years ago. You remember that? No, what? Because Chucky proper is like Don Mancini's child you know his brainchild but he lost the rights to chucky for a little while and they had to make a like a, a, a reboot chucky uh <laughs> with um god i want to say was it allison brie it was someone like that allison brie was in a fake chucky movie 
Yeah, and it they really couldn't come up with any good ideas for a Chucky movie, so they actually just did that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where they get a Chucky doll and it's just set to evil mode instead of good mode. <laughs> I am not joking. That is just that Chucky movie. They just have a Chucky that happened to be flipped to evil mode. Not as scary as it turns out. Not as scary. Though he's Wi-Fi enabled, which is kind of scary. Uh, are you talking about Cult of Chucky? No, Cult of Chucky is Don Mancini. It's okay. post Mancini Chucky's. Interesting. Okay. Huh. I can't find anything about this, especially not with Alison Brie. It was someone like Alison Brie. Well, that's a wide range. Uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Excuse me. It was Aubrey Plaza. Oh, oh, you're talking about the yes, actual uh, Chucky, the actual Child's Play reboot. Yes, that's what I said. I thought I thought this was like a knockoff situation, you know, <laughs> like you find at a Walmart bargain bin. It is. Uh, what do you, uh, Asylum films. I mean, it is. It literally is like Mancini briefly lost the rights to Chucky. And so they could they couldn't just do a continuation of his series so they they restarted child's play that's the one where mark hamill voiced chucky yes mark hamill is chucky which is just a, a rare misstep for the man yeah i mean i love mark a uh, friend of the show uh, we talk all the time uh, but it was not a great cast in my opinion but then again, you can never you can never do right by replacing Brad Dorf in something. No, he, he, the man is incredible. I will watch anything with Brad Dorf, and of course, anything with Fiona Dorf as well, who is in the the TV show. No way. Well, and and she was. I mean, she's continuing her character from Cult of Chucky. How's that for a little bit of Hollywood nepotism for you? Yeah, except she's fucking great. She plays her dad, and she's great at it. It's so good. She is so good. I love Fiona Dorif. Does she look like Brad Dorif? Yeah, they dress her up like Brad Dorif and everything. She does a Brad Dorif impression the whole time. It's fucking great. Because she is, I think the idea is she is one of Charles's uh, closest relative, living relative. And so he tries to put his soul into her and it only half works. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like him and her are like wrestling for control of the body. Very, very fun stuff. Very good stuff. And Fiona is just great. She's really great. She's also really good in that um, the Holistic Detective Agency oh. uh, show where she plays the embodiment of chaos. Right. Uh, really good. I've never seen it, but a lot of people recommended that to me. Yeah, Elijah Wood. He's, he's good in it. Dirk Gently. Dirk Gently. All right. Well... In the in the spirit of, of staying on topic, Just this is brush isn't, away my Chucky's. I am Chucky brushing talk. away the we, we gotta move on. We have to get to the anime. It's contractual. Fine. Just wanna talk about Chucky, but fine, fine. Talk about anime. Maybe when they make a child's play anime, we can talk. Where I don't know, maybe Ch Chucky is like <laughs> a Zatch Bell kind of kind of like a personal companion to a shonen protagonist you know a zatch bell but horror would be great because that that zatch bell that's a creepy little fucker i i hate zatch bell i hate it uh and <laughs> you hate, i you I, hate zatch bell i was even more disappointed to find out how popular and like almost a pillar of kind of like that very young boy battle shonen uh archetype it is uh, Zatch Bell is real. The fans are out there, uh, and they're bad people. Uh, Zatch Bell is 
huge. I mean, Zatch Bell is like a juggernaut. I mean, it's one of those ones like D. Gray Man that you really don't like understand the absolute scope of until you go and look it up and there's like 900 chapters uh released and like multiple spin-offs and stuff right well it's it's not even like that i think it's even a bit more than that it's like i would say zatch bell is bordering on the same type of cultural impact in japan at least as say like detective conan i i think it, it's it's big yeah it's massive yeah it's absolutely massive. Uh, and I hate that for the world. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, he's a cute little dude. Zatch Bell is so fucking stupid. Z you know, Zatch Bell is a, is a death game. It's also a JoJo. Yeah, it is a JoJo. It's a JoJo death game. Which is, you know, cool when you put it like that, <laughs> but uh, stupid when you put it uh, like Zatch Bell. Zatch Bell is a mixed bag. Let's just leave it at that. How about that? Uh, all right, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> But uh, uh, I, I did want to talk about uh, some some more of these manga on your list here. Knock a few out. OK, yes. Let's get rid of a couple more. So I am uh, bringing us into a segment that I'm going to start calling Remy's Reading Corner. No, uh, no debate mm. on that. I'm I'm going to call it that. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, so I'm going to choose some titles here that I think sound the spookiest because, again, we are in Spooktober, uh, the almighty spook season. Uh, let's see. Why don't you tell me about... Well, you know what? You, you just mentioned it. Um, why don't you tell me about D. Gray Man? Because that's about Catholicism, and that's horrifying. <laughs> it is briefly about weird Catholic shit. You know, D. Gray Man is one of those series, like I said, that's just been like a slowly accumulating out of sight for many, many years, sort of like black mold <laughs> uh, until you finally it's like so overwhelming that you can no longer ignore it. Unfortunately, that black mold is also Catholic. So D. Gray Man is filled with exorcisms. But anime style. So, like, instead of just, like, chanting and holding up crosses, you, like, grow a massive beast arm with a cross embedded in it, and it does, like, some kind of energy pulse that destroys uh, the, the evil monster clown that you're fighting, or, like, a guy with a huge sword or whatever. It's ostensibly about... The devil. Hell yeah, the devil! Yeah, tempting, and this is all in scare quotes, tempting people into sin, right? Okay. So the idea is the devil shows up to you, and he's like, hey, your life sucks. He's like, hey, you wanna you, you wanna live deliciously? Uh, no, more like, your life sucks, uh, give it to me, and I'll do something better with it. And if you're, I don't know, lost in despair let's say uh your wife is dead and you like you want to see her again or some shit like that you know all the classics mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh he like sticks a thing inside of you that turns you into an evil robot dope uh sort of sort of Eggman like in that way uh i don't know why but then like uh yeah you basically you turn into an evil robot do they, do they explode in a little forest creatures after they die too? Well, they have they become they become weird ghosts, and you have to like uh, exercise the ghost, uh, the good ghost from the evil monster. So 
strangely, a kind of a reverse exorcism in a way. As you imagine, this almost immediately becomes like Magic Powers High School for a while. Sure. Then sure. it graduates into like just full on no fa- it loses its entire foundation with like the exorcism stuff and just becomes a full battle manga where our characters are just traveling from place to place, picking up allies and destroying big monsters. And of course, our main little man is a little justice guy. He's got a cross uh, stuck into his hand, his weird withered little dead hand. Oh, great. We got a weird little hand, dude. Yeah, he's got a weird little hand. It grows really big when he punches people with it. Dope. Which you, you know, that's fucking cool. That's cool as hell. I mean, you know, it's only cool because Luffy did it. <laughs> Look, uh, the all these 90s shonen really feed off each other, okay? <laughs> yeah, it, Dick Grayman is... Really weird. It's been multiple different mangas over its the course of its life. Uh, I still. I mean, maybe that's up. its secret. It's like it's it's able to adapt to the trends, right? Yeah. Well, that isn't that the strength of any like shonen battle manga is it can just become anything at any time. I mean, I think that the I think that the marker of a good shonen manga is being able to buck those trends and confidently do what you like what you specifically want to do uh you must be the trendsetter right that's why jojo is going to be around forever well it, that's what i mean it's like you can if you want you can toss your entire premise at any time uh just discard it and become something new i mean look at look at bleach bleach is still going somehow in the beginning it was about shinigami grim reaper dudes right mm-hmm now it's just straight up like fantasy land wars that nothing to do with Earth or any of that shit. It's just like guys in the fifth dimension battling each other with like possessed weaponry. Isn't that yeah, what the do the is? Do the Shinigami still do their jobs? I don't think they ever <laughs> did any Shinigamiing after the first arc. Yeah. Like, oh, what's up with that? OK, so they went from spirit guides, right? Yeah, because that's what um, Rukia was yeah. specifically because Ichigo died and she was like, all right, I'm bringing you to 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 the spirit world now. Yes. And he's like, nah, fuck that. I want to be I, w- I want to punch ghosts or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to die. I want to do something else. Yeah. And also, I have a huge crush on you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then once we go to the spirit world, they transition. It's like, oh, OK, they're not really just like Grim Reapers. They're like ghost cops. More or less. Yeah. But also they're like ghost soldier cops. They're, yeah, they're they're ghost military police. They're MPs. Yeah. The worst kind of police. <laughs> Soldiers and cops. Yeah. Worst of both worlds. So and and then that's when I stopped reading, which I'm sure is maybe like within the first tenth of the overall series at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so early on. I stopped reading when uh Ichigo started like talking to his sword. Oh wow, okay, so that's even earlier. Yeah, that was even earlier. I just thought that was so lame. Uh, okay, so actually a question uh I'm gonna be asking these periodically uh, as we talk about these manga. But Oh god, oh god, okay. Uh uh yeah, uh shoot, shoot. <laughs> is is like the concept of having a a spirit weapon or like sentient weapon right yeah uh is that a form of jojoing um no i think for the most part 
the JoJo stands generally are nonverbal. Uh, the, the vast majority of JoJo stands are nonverbal. Um, we have some. We have some uh, notable exceptions. You know, obviously the bullets from uh, Golden Wind uh, mm-hmm. talk a lot. Oh, okay, I think uh, I'm going to jump in real quick. I wanted to make. I want to say there is a distinction between a stand that is like sentient unto itself and has conversations independent of its user, and when we see a user talking through their stand, because that also happens. Yeah, that happens occasionally. I'm always not sure if that's supposed to be taken literally. <laughs> you know, it's always very vague. I honestly, I think it comes from, as all good things do, Berserk. Well, okay, go on. I'm listening. Well, Guts obviously manifest his own, like, uh, personal conflict through the black dog, right? Uh-huh. The black dog represents himself, but it also represents this part of himself that he doesn't like and he's not comfortable with. And he has a lot of conversations with it. And later on, we 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 can make the leap to like it's the personification of the berserker armor, which people, you know, make a lot of hay out of. I personally, I think that's a shallow reading of it. It's just a representation of of the part of guts that he doesn't like. But it's a lot of him talking back and forth between that thing. And I think that became literalized when it was borrowed for other shonen, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, <laughs> let's I don't want to disparage anybody, but uh, let's say uh, shallow readings are the norm. Uh, well, you know, we have no bloodless hands here is all. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's where it comes. Well, from. I, I asked because in Bleach specifically, the the weapon personifications you know uh, that you're that you were talking about though those are like reflections of their user's own spirit right like those are basically stands even if they're more sentient than or independent than they are in jojo sure so i mean i couldn't i can't really tell you like that much about most of them because again uh in Bleach specifically, uh, I bounced. I thought that was dumb, and I bounced. All right, all right. How do we, how do we get to Bleach? We were talking about D. Gray Man. Yeah, because D. Gray Man is is a is a progenitor of Bleach, right? Right. Bleach right. came out of this this area. This is uh, Bleach's senpai. Okay. All right. <laughs> now you've put it in terms that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Now you can understand. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have a, a Kohai, a D. Gray Man, and a senpai. Uh, bleach got it <laughs> yes d gray man was something i read because uh well like zatch bell it's a massive fucking thing that at some point if you want to be i won't even say well versed just versed in popular manga you do have to get to at some point i have no such aspirations uh, uh, yeah, as a not. host on an anime podcast you've pretty much given up reading anything that's not a shoujo manga uh you know i just like uh, um i like what i like okay and that happens to be just trash i just <laughs> i just want trash yes yes i know i know uh, and and dear listener uh i do apologize for for my trash taste but uh uh, get used to it. It's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody has high expectations of you, Nate. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just like college. Uh, taking you back. All right. Why don't you tell me about um, 
Tell me about Kiss X Death. Ah, uh, Kiss Death. No, clearly there's an X in the title. <laughs> Remember, all X's are silent in anime. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Tell me about Kiss by Death. Kiss by Death. Kiss, kiss by death. Kiss, uh, kiss X death. Kiss death. This is sort of uh, a kind of boner comedy ish take on Parasite, essentially. I mean, that's like a super stripped down version of it, but it, it pretty much covers it. Uh, OK, all right. I, I happen to like it. It's by the author of MXO, uh, which I, I don't do not like. I do not recommend MXO. Hmm. This is by uh, Yasuhiro Kano. Yasuhiro Kano. Yasuhiro Kano. You know, MXO, like I mentioned. Uh, did he do anything else? Kiruru Kill Me, which I kind of liked. Kiss Death is the story of an alien. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's essentially a prison warden. And he's escorting five prisoners from their home planet to a uh, 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 backwaters like uh, shitberg <laughs> that he can he can drop them off at and leave them to rot forever. Uh, that seems to be their their sort of carceral state is they take they take prisoners, they dump them on some backwater planet and they leave them to die. Is the joke that Earth is that ba- backwater planet? <laughs> yes, Earth is extraordinarily primitive. So you come to Earth, they're going to drop the prisoners here and the prisoners cannot survive in regular atmospheres, right? So their species adapts by attaching itself to other living organisms uh, so he's going to he's taking him down here. He jumps into a human because that's like the highest order species on the planet. And he's like, well, I guess I could put him in like some frogs or I don't know, like, uh, you know, raccoons or something like that. Uh, but while he's doing that, a group of five loser girl, teenage girls uh, who are all very much woe is meing happen to just walk by at the exact right moment. And the five prisoners manage to escape into these five girls' bodies. And then these five girls uh, butcher the prison warden. Just oh, shit. annihilate his human form. Uh, he just barely manages to survive by disconnecting from the body and like living as a plant for a really long time. Until one day... A UFO otaku shut-in nerd wanders by looking for UFOs, and he uh, trips and falls onto the flower, uh, and our protagonist alien jumps into his mouth. Okay, all right. Yeah, attaches himself to the tongue. Now, I I don't know if I... I didn't mention that before, but all the aliens attach to the tongue, the tip of the tongue. This is where the title comes from. I see, because they got a kiss fight. Is that where we're going? They He has to extract the prisoners from the girls' mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So begins a battle to the death of our brave prison warden alien against the five evil alien girls. It's pretty great. Hey, you loveless, know-nothing, lowlife. You got to save the universe by kissing hot girls. Yes. Now, here's the twist. Um, this shut-in loser nerd is one of those, like, I can only love 2D girls. Oh, yeah. A man after my own heart. He has, oh, oh, God. He has such a visceral fear of women that if he comes even close to one, he like literally loses his motor functions. So you can see where this is going, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So they they basically they engage in in battles to the death because these five girls have like a two year lead on the on the warden. So they're developing alien technology. They're enslaving massive groups of humans to do their bidding. They're uh, trying to build a new spaceship so that they can launch themselves back to their home planet. And our little dude is you know outgunned, outsmarted, outplanned, outtimed, uh, and outgendered <laughs> at every turn basically. Oh man. Uh, it's funny. It's good. It's funny. Uh, I, I like it. It's like, it's a little too horny, but for the most part, it, it's more tasteful than you would assume from even the cover art. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I, I liked it. Let me ask you this. I, um, so it doesn't sound like the parasite in this, like the parasite in parasite, uh, like has the power to morph his body. It does it. It has very fine tuned control over the human body because the human body is a proxy to it. So it can do whatever it wants to the human body, but it can't like turn itself into a sword or whatever. It can't do that. Okay. That's all I was going to ask, like from the premise, like did it ever do anything with his dick? (laughs) No, it doesn't do anything with his dick. It mostly does stuff like it can crank up adrenaline or endorphins at any time. Uh, and it can like uh, massage his muscles so that they become you oh. know more efficient. So that kind of thing. so it's basically it's those it's the worms from that episode of Futurama. It is exactly the worms from that episode of Futurama. <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing is like he can't find the girls at first because uh, their aliens make the girls like wildest dreams come true. So they're all like super hot and smart and they're the most popular girls in the entire town. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> if I had, if I had alien superpowers, I would immediately use them to become the hottest girl in town. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. I mean, I might check that out. That sounds funny. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Um, how about, Please give me your blood. I will serve you in gratitude. <laughs> that sounds like a porno. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely it's less somehow less horny than kiss death. But it it definitely has some some of that in there because uh, it's like lots of sexy vampire ladies. Strangely enough, a like foot <laughs> football player shaped man is like walking home one day uh, and he sees like a a young girl lying in the trash and she's like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Please let me suck your blood. And he's like, as anyone would do. Oh yeah. Sure. Why not here? Here's some, some of my blood. And she's so grateful that she's like, I'm going to come home with you and live with you. And I'll like, I'll do all your dishes and uh, clean up your house while you're at work. And they kind of settle into a routine where uh, this young vampire girl like drinks his blood every day and then does his dishes. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's pretty much uh, goes from there as sort of a gag comic. It, it escalates in some ways. More vampire girls show up. They're a little bit more uh, put together than the, the homeless vampire girl. What was interesting about this one was it has kind of a throwback energy to it. Like I got big like Excel saga vibes. It has that kind of sense of humor to it and pacing, you know? Uh, so it, it feels anachronistic in some ways which i kind of liked it was like i hadn't really seen that 
in a while. Yeah, that kind of... Well, I mean, there was always that kind of association with anime in the early 2000s, I would say, kind of starting around there with, like, the, I guess, what people call, like, the low random type of type of humor. And I think most <laughs> of that just really started off as, like, people not understanding, like, Japanese jokes or maybe, like, jokes getting lost in translation and just being dubbed over with, like, you know, uh, unrelated uh, words that they thought might be funny in that scene. Yeah, I, I think the the fact that most Japanese wordplay and puns just do not translate made a lot of humor stuff inaccessible at best and at worst uh, just gibberish nonsense. Yeah, well, okay. My the example I'm thinking of in my head is fully like Fooly Cooly or Excel Saga, right? Where if you read Japanese and you understand the wordplay and the puns that they're making that don't necessarily translate in in any way that is funny to to a non-Japanese <laughs> uh, speaking audience. Um, I, th I think that they get kind of passed off as like, oh, they're just quirky humor, right? Sure. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel if we're comparing the two, Fooly Cooly does it better than Excel Saga, but Excel Saga is also like, also just kind of pretty out there to begin with. I mean, Excel Saga is a series of parodies. Yeah. Uh, with uh, just a, a a rapid fire delivery system. Mm -hmm. That's that's what Excel Saga is. The same thing with like Puni Puni Poemi from the same studio at the same yeah. time. Basically, it's it was a series of anime parodies as a, a gag anime. Yeah. And half of the jokes just <laughs> do not translate. And the other half don't work unless you know very specific anime references anyway. So, like, yeah, I think a lot of it comes off as, like, lol, so random shit. It's funny how, like, something like Excel Saga flew under the radar for the most part at the time that it was out. And now One Punch Man, which is kind of doing a, a much more accessible version of the same bit, is is huge. Yeah, I would say One Punch Man is very... I mean, they're not really the same thing, really. Uh, I, One Punch Man is not rapid-fire industry jokes. Uh, One Punch Man it has a very, very simple concept, and it's making fun of much more broad category topics, right? Mm -hmm. Excel Saga had jokes about specific animators' habits and tendencies. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> like Yeah, that like, uh, I see on. what you I see what you're saying, yeah. It was it was such inside baseball. It's like crazy. I I like I, that. I, mean, I like that kind of humor though. Like once you kind of get a taste for what they're what the references are talking about. Like I, I like that kind of you know playful uh, uh, rib jabbing uh, at other animators. <laughs> yeah, or their own animators. Mm -hmm. I like Excel Saga. I this doesn't have that parodic sense of humor, but it does have the frenetic energy and some of the some of the uh, aesthetic choices as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's mostly all right. I don't really like the way it escalates into like a bunch of other shit really randomly. I think if you could just calm down and have like a gag manga that focuses on the relationship between two characters before you have to suddenly introduce a bunch of lore 
that would be great. But I, you know, I guess you're not allowed to do that. Day by day, I am more convinced that lore is just kind of something that drags down a narrative. Lore sucks. I hate lore. I hate it. I'm a lore hater. Anti-lore. I don't need it. I don't want it. Let me come up with my own shit, okay? Like, don't worry about it. You don't need to explain a bunch of stuff to me. I, I'm good, dude. I'm good. <laughs> I like what I come up with better than what you come up with. Almost always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, straight up. All right. Why don't you tell me about one more? I think that Rebirth Redead sounds the spookiest on here. Rebirth Redead, see, I believe, has just started. Uh, there's not a lot to go on. Uh, I think I read uh, one chapter. Might be the only chapter released. Dope. So we're on the ground floor. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is very sadly a typical setup. A kid is extremely put upon. It seems like his dad is out of the picture. Uh, he has to work multiple like part-time jobs uh, to support his like deadbeat mom who constantly dates loser dudes who... Mm -hmm. Uh, she buys stuff for like she's like a sugar mama and so she steals his money all the time he was an artist because his grandfather taught him how to draw uh, but he's his spirit has been so crushed by his living situation that he's he's given up the only thing keeping him attached to life is uh that his grandfather is basically in hospice scare and he's he goes and visits his grandpa whenever he's, like, feeling super down. I mean, this dude sucks. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, he, he's not having a good time. So, you know, as as it happens, uh, he goes to the hospital one day and grandpa's dead. As they do. Yeah, he, he calls it right there. He's like, well, that's it. I'm not fucking living just to, like, be a piggy bank for my shitty mom. Like, fuck this. I'm going up to the roof. I'm diving. I mean, I I agree. If you don't have <laughs> if you don't have the power to end things on your own terms, what do you have? Wow, that's called radical freedom. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm just saying, like, for uh, someone who sucks as much as him, uh, it's probably the right choice. <laughs> uh, we have so we could talk about the philosophy of radical choice, but uh, I do want to be clear. This is because I think all of this is a moral failing on his part. Yeah, of course. Uh, the, the circumstances under which you are born are your fault. <laughs> uh, you should have just been born to a better family. Uh, consider <laughs> that next time you're moping about. Yeah, what was his deal? Is he stupid? He's just a dumbass. He could have chosen a much better family. For some reason, he chose this family. Okay, so instead of dying, what does this dumbass do? Well, he's up on the roof, and he's like, I'm going to die. But a thing shows up. And it's really the thing is kind of the best I could describe it as because uh, he doesn't know what it is either. It's just kind of like a thing. Some kind of color out of space. Yeah, it pulls his heart out and Dope. he's like, well, I guess that's mission accomplished. Uh, not how I saw this going down, but OK, he loses his balance, ends up taking the fucking concrete dive anyway. OK, all right. But. He wakes up. Ah, yeah, not dead, not even hurt, just no heart. I would be pissed if I was him. He is pretty pissed. He's like, this fucking sucks. What the hell? He's got like some kind of like magical cop bending over him. She's like, hey, sorry, you uh, you're not dead. Uh, some weird paranormal shit happened to you. So you're probably not going to be able to die. And he's like, what the what the fuck? I, I don't like that at all. I mean, that's that's not an answer. You can't just say. Like, hey, some shit happened. Well, that's the only answer she gives him. I, oh, man. Like, some shit happened to you. 
Uh, you you can't die. Oh, you know what, though? If you help me get your heart back, I could probably put it back in you and then you could die. And he's like, I have to be a cop. And she's like a, a paranormal cop. You know, it's a little bit better. Hell is literally being forced to be a ghost cop. <laughs> yeah, so he's forced to be a ghost cop uh, in order to get his heart back so he can kill himself. And that's pretty much where we leave off. How fast do you think they're going to abandon that plot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said it before. I think I said it even maybe on an early episode. But the idea that you're fighting just to end it is so flimsy. I really don't think that character motivation can stand up to any kind of scrutiny at all so i think they're probably going to be doing a full court press to uh find something else worth writing about in the story i really think this does not have legs uh i i like the art quite a lot and i think you know i'm paranormal battle shonen whatever i mean hell I just read like 400 chapters of D. Gray, man. Who, f- who fucking cares? I'll Wait, you read that much? Oh, yeah, I read a lot. Dude. Uh, OK. All right. No, keep going. But like, come on, man. And then I and, I, and then I switched back to one piece. I read 400 chapters of one piece. <laughs> You're nothing if not consistent. Yes. I read a series of like chapter ones. I don't know what the deal was. I think a bunch of new stuff, a bunch of new manga got serialization recently. So I read a bunch of chapter ones. That was one of them. It's it seems fine. All right. Well, one to keep uh, one to keep an eye on. We'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, Want to take a break? Sure. Let's take a break. Traditionally, the scariest day of the year. Something I always find uh, every year a little bit, a little bit alienating, uh, Nate. Because uh, as you know, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never experienced fear in my life. It's true. We share that in common. I can't even really call myself brave because you know, bravery requires uh, overcoming fear, as I understand it. But uh, I really don't relate at all. It makes me sad thinking about it because I do love Halloween so much. It is my favorite holiday. Yeah. But I'm just completely, I'm, I'm divorced from this entire aspect of it. I, I think that I live kind of in a state of um, numb tranquility to the world, uh, almost as if I don't personally exist within the confines of reality i'm more of a uh, of a of a viewing spirit kind of along for a ride yes i've always considered you to have the temperament of a bemused spectator of your own life <laughs> much like the great uh, late living david burns uh, uh, i view <laughs> my life 
like a movie. Damn, my life like a movie. <laughs> for real, dog. For real. For but because real. of that, uh, again, I yeah. do have a, a solipsistic nihilism towards towards everything around me, and that kind of manifests in this inability to understand the emotion of what I think most people call fear. Yeah, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. When I see a spooky skeleton, I'm like, so? It's just like calcium, dude. It's just bones. I got bones. You eat bones, like literally for dinner. Come on. I've literally eaten bones for dinner, sometimes for breakfast. Right? Nothing to be afraid of. When I see a big guy uh, and he's got a big knife or something, he's coming at me. Maybe he's wearing some kind of scary mask. I'm like, so? I just leave. Yeah. Why would you not just just go? Like, just go somewhere else. Like, yeah. what's, what is the problem? Or even better, like, I just wouldn't be there. Yeah, you'd just be somewhere else. Yeah. And, like, you know, if he catches you, like, he stabs you, I mean, it hurts. That sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't suck. I mean, statistically, like, you have a pretty good chance of living if he doesn't get you right in the abdomen. Yeah, yeah. You know, being stabbed is safer than actually being slashed. Did you know that? Because slashing covers, like, a, a wider area. Oh, for sure. Uh, much more chance of nicking something vital. Yeah, not saying I'm afraid of being stabbed. I'm just saying it, it's a it's a statistical thing. Yeah, well, you got to watch out for statistics. That's just being cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I understand, I think caution is different than than fear. Of course, I mean, no, it's it's a relativity thing. It's it's playing the numbers uh, because some things are good and bad. It doesn't mean you're you're scared of the bad outcome. It just means you're trying to avoid it because it would be uh, inconvenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be inconvenienced. I'm not scared of being inconvenient. I just don't want to just don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Nobody wants to be inconvenienced. Yeah. Okay, you go to the parking lot and you're driving around and you don't see a parking spot. Are you afraid? Is, does that scare you? Yeah, are you no. are, are you sweating because you can't park? No, like you yeah. just go park somewhere else. Yeah, you want a Coke from the vending machine, but it's one of those vending machines that only takes dollar bills, right? You're not scared of the dollar bill taking vending machine. It's just like, oh, bummer. You know, I have to wait, you know, another 10 minutes before I can get my coat. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and the guy with the knife, he's probably just on his way to the kitchen. Like, did you ever think of that? Yeah. And even if he does kill you, it just means like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not scared of him killing me. I mean, I don't want to be killed because then I couldn't do all the stuff I want to do. Yeah, again, which is more of a minor inconvenience because if you are dead, then like you don't care anyway. Well, I don't want to be I don't want to sound like bombastic that death would be a major inconvenience. I mean, to me, it would suck that would really inconvenience me. It would suck. But, you know, in, in the way that like the way you have to mow the lawn sucks. Yeah, but it's not it's not like scary. No. So, you know, I, when I go to these scary movies, we talk all the time. We love horror. We watch all these scary movies. And I love them, too. I find them extremely entertaining. It fills up a lot of my time. I spent a lot of my life tokens on participating in the <laughs> scary movie movement. Uh, but when people are sitting there and they're like shivering and shaking and sweating and screaming, I, d I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like they realize it's just on a movie screen. Right? It's literally just a movie, dog. Like yeah. what, what do you what's wrong with you? With, with that in mind, I had some questions like. What, what is fear? Like, what is it? Yeah. Because I don't actually think I under, understand. What is scary? I don't understand. What, what is scary? 
Like, what is scary? So we were thinking some people seem to think that there are like scary anime, right? That's what and, they say, you know, yeah, again, you know, that's kind of the, the purpose of this conversation is to figure it out. I don't think so. But then again, I don't think that I'm an unbiased uh, <laughs> uh, person to make a, a call. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it's difficult for us, obviously. Yeah, it's we see people say, you know, uh, this is a scary anime. Uh, it's a it's a horror anime. I'll give you that. You know, it fits into a, a, a particular genre. I'll, I'll give you that. Is it scary? I, I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. I mean, like, let's uh, let's let's pick an example. Maybe you know, I was thinking about this uh, horror anime. Horror anime. There's not that many horror anime. Uh, horror doesn't lend itself too well to uh, to selling fuckable body pillows. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but like. I talk all the time about the death games that I love. I love these death games so much. Now, they're not really that scary. I mean, I think even regular normal bystanders probably wouldn't call them scary because most of the time they boil down to what? Battle manga. Yeah. Everything boils down to battle manga at some point. Most death games do. But I remember one in particular called King's Game. Have I ever talked to you about King's Game? If it's not like the drinking game King's Cup, then no. <laughs> it is. It has uh, <laughs> certain things in common with King's Cup. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, okay. Uh, from my understanding, isn't King's Game kind of like a more or less Japanese version of Truth or Dare or something similar? Yeah, so I, as I understand it, the game... Uh, King's Game. I don't know if that's even what they actually call it. Is a is a game where everybody draws straws, mm -hmm. and the the straw that has whatever marking on it, the king marking, get to tell the other players what to do that turn. I don't know if there's like a penalty for not doing it, but then again, the rules to most drinking games don't really make sense anyway. So you know, whatever. I mean, the rules are are there to encourage you to drink. Yeah, you're just supposed to drink. So I assume when people are playing this King's game, they mostly just tell people to either kiss or drink. I think that's what that's most people's instinct when it comes to drinking games, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty yeah. self-explanatory. <laughs> so this King's game is a little bit similar. It begins like most death games. Uh, something supernatural happens. Uh, everybody in class one day gets a, a text message on their phone that's like, hey, uh, you're all playing King's game. Okay. Like, all right. Okay. All right. And then the first text comes in and it's like, I'm the king. So you got to do what I say or something bad will happen. You, I don't know, uh, hero, you have to take your shoes off in class and uh, throw them at the teacher. And the guy's like, well, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. And so he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks it's a big joke. The next day, hero doesn't show up to class. Oh, Okay. Nobody knows where Hero went. Holy shit, dude. Oh, no. Maybe this is not a joke. Maybe this shit's real. So we progress through a series of more and more gruesome commands. You can pretty much pick up where this is going, right? Sure, sure. But now, yeah. now is that scary, though? Well, that's what I want to talk about. Because, like... Like, if I was in that situation, I would just play the game and win yeah you'd you uh, naturally the the logical conclusion you would come to is like i just need to follow the rules and if i do them correctly i'll eventually win yeah i'll be the king or whatever 
I think that's how it works. Yeah. And and if I don't, then I die and I won't care because I'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. Now, there, like we said, there's some pretty big inconveniences. Like uh, our main character gets uh, the order like, hey, uh, kill your girlfriend. And it's like, well, you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, that's that feels pretty bad. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it, but, you know, like, I just, I'd do it. you do it? Oh, yeah. No, I'd do it because, uh, again, losing the game would be an even bigger inconvenience. Than not having a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you, have, <laughs> you have to be incredibly practical. Uh, I, I think that people uh, who are afraid in these situations probably just aren't cut out to be winners in life. <laughs> I think I think the fear for most people, again, this is all conjecture, right, uh, is is the the removal of agency. I think a lot of people are afraid of, like, not being able to do what they want. It seems like that seems like something people are pretty scared of. And I, you know, I personally, I wouldn't like to have my own agency taken away from me. I think that would be a major inconvenience. I mean, you say that, but I'm I'm not afraid because I don't think that. That anyone could, because uh, as we establish, again, I am six foot five and and ripped and and buffed out to the max. That's true. That's true. But this is a curse. Like it's not a guy. It it does turn out to be like a curse that you can't you can't really square up with a curse. Unfortunately, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. But what if you're an exorcist? If you are an exorcist, you can square up with a curse. That's true. But what if you're the Pope's exorcist? If you're the Pope's exorcist, you can square up with pretty much any curse in history because you you've got the fucking Pope behind you. Okay, well, that's me. I'm the Pope's exorcist. You're the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. In this scenario, you're the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. So you do a little bit of legwork. You're uh, you're playing King's game. But on the side, you're doing a little bit of research in the in the papal archives the Vatican's library on their app. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the library app, their libs in, uh, you find the, the, the source of the curse. You go down there, you square off with it. You're six, five. You've got a Bible in one hand, uh, <laughs> cross in the other. You're like, you're the King. Uh, uh-uh. uh, God is King. Now you see, like, like D gray man, I have a cross embedded into my one hand, but instead of being shrimpy, it's just always huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. massive, dog. Yeah. It's huge. And that frees up your hand for other kinds of uh, anti-curse implements. Your your holy water, uh, your holy shrouds, basically anything holy, mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. that gets rid of a curse. And uh, and that's why I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. So I my my only guess really is most people don't know how to deal with curses. Yeah. I mean, you just like stop them. Yeah, if you get cursed, like just do an do a reverse curse, a reverse curse, or a double exorcism, uh, or possibly go Super Saiyan if you have the opportunity. Yeah, if you can, or you know, find somebody to bless you. That's usually a pretty good avenue. Um, then you know you might have to go out to the city because there's not always good blessers in the you know the sticks. Uh, you know what? Use uh, healing magic on a curse that usually damages them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, use potion on the curse. Uh, so so no. I mean, if you're asking me, like, this doesn't sound scary. No, I guess, you know, I, I tried to get in there, but I it's not really that scary, is it? No, it's just like people and they're being told what to do and then they have to do it and then they do it. Yeah. And then they do it. Uh, well, some of them don't do it and they die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> not scary, definitively. Uh, King's okay. game, not scary. Okay, well, okay, so when I was looking up, I had to Google, like, what is a scary anime? Because I don't know. And yeah. and every list, you know? every list that I pulled up had Elfin Lead on there. And, like, is that scary? I've seen it. Like, Sure, I've seen it. I see Elfin Lead, the story of a girl with invisible hands. <laughs> yeah, no, that does not sound scary. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's uh, what else is there to elfin lead okay she has invisible hands cool like i can't see what she's doing she has amnesia she forgets things yeah and she has a she has a violent alter ego is it an alter ego or does she just get really pissed off sometimes i i mean <laughs> that's a that's a different debate. We can talk about that if you want. I think maybe she just I think this chick with invisible hands just gets pissed off sometimes. I'd be pissed off too. It's like I look down, I'm like running around, I got no clothes on. Where are my clothes? That makes me mad. Yeah, being naked a lot does make me mad, especially when it's, you know, non-consensual and in public. Yeah, exactly. Which happens more than you would think. I know. Well, I I mean being like absolutely fucking shredded down to the teeth like not like super bad uh, you know I, I i occasionally appreciate the opportunity to show off the goods so it's more again we're getting back to like i, I don't like being inconvenienced in that way yeah uh it makes me a little a little mad but uh not enough to I don't know, go berserk with my invisible hands. I don't really get that part of it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's what people are, are talking about when they when they th- say that it's scary is blood. You know, uh, I personally don't have a, a problem with blood. It's just liquid that carries oxygen in your body. You know, sometimes it gets on the outside and it's like, what are you going to do? Put it back in? I mean, if you can, if you can scoop it up and kind of put it back in, that would probably be the best. Uh, I don't want blood that's been on the ground. Yeah, but you don't want to be anemic either because that's a huge inconvenience. I mean, huge inconvenience, especially for the amount of blood we have. You want to keep that shit inside. (laughs) We do have much more blood than the average person. We have, look, we have way more blood than you. So anemia is something we have to actually consider in our day-to-day life because we pop a leak. It's like... That shit's serious business because it's getting everywhere. It's true. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of that happening. I just I don't want it to. I don't want that happening. It's an inconvenience. When I nick my shell myself shaving, it's like a Takashi Miike shot. <laughs> it's fucking samurai showdown in that shit. So I don't really get it. I mean, uh, I watched a show. She's not even like that inconvenienced by the naked thing. She ends up actually kind of benefiting from it because like a horny kid like gives her food so she gets free food out of it why is she so mad i don't know i i I really that one is so outlandish to me i really can't find anything that would be scary yeah okay uh i mean okay that's not scary blood not scary gore like come on you're 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 just popping a water balloon yeah whatever who cares what else who else says what's scary 
Come on, give me something here. Okay, well, check this out, because this is something that a lot of people find really scary. I, I hear this all the time. You know that anime, uh, that old anime? It's like French. Uh, it's called Fantastic Planet. Ah, you know Le Planet Sauvage. It's got big blue people in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is probably the closest I can get to kind of conceptually understanding, because uh, the people, the human beings in this movie are, like, really small. Even, like, for us, they're, like, really small. And the blue guys are, like, huge. Oh, man, it would be so inconvenient to be tiny. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, what if a guy was, like, way bigger than me? Like, how big? like, ten times bigger. Cat's pretty big. I mean, I don't like that. I That does give me a weird feeling. Like, I don't really like when people are bigger than me. It happens every once in a while, but I'm not, like in love with it okay well okay well hold on that's kind of a nugget there is that fear no i'm not no i'm i no i, I mean yeah, okay so okay so you're it, saying I, I don't like it makes me upset i guess not wanting to be tiny isn't fear okay no i don't think so. i mean it's not good i'm not saying it's good but uh, it'd be, it'd be like uh, we've established it would be like kind of uh, upsetting, you know, to be to be that put out. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't like cry about it, though. But like but like, hmm. I, I could I could see being tiny, like affecting your ability to be alive, which, you know, is the uh, the biggest inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing in Fantastic Planet is like. You know, these little humans are on this planet, right? It's mm-hmm. pretty fantastic. So uh, in that in that there are guys way bigger than humans, like that is pretty fantastic. I mean, there's there's nothing scary about being fantastic. No, being fantastic is great. Uh, but the little guys like Elfin Lead are naked. They don't uh, got no clothes. OK. Hmm. When you're a human on this planet, you're small and naked. That seems to be popping up quite a bit. And also, sometimes they like keep you in jars and stuff. They seem to, like, kind of think of humans as pets, which is not great. I also kind of, when I think about somebody treating me like a pet, uh, I got mixed feelings about that, buddy. (laughs) I have some pretty complicated feelings about that, too. (laughs) Not fear, but something else that's hard to describe. Yeah, uh, I I definitely don't think it's fear that I'm feeling right now. (laughs) Okay, well, come on. I mean, like, that... Okay, so... You know that I I I feel like maybe that brings me a little closer to some kind of understanding, but I'm still not sure that that's fear. It's something, but I don't I don't think it's fear. Really, it's not that scary or whatever. I mean, how would you know? That's like what we're trying to figure out, right? Like, what is fear? I'm looking for a, an emotion that feels alien to me, and uh, Fantastic Planet, you know it's it's playing around the edges i don't i don't i don't know i don't know uh, what do you think it's... i mean i i can see how it would be stressful to be a tiny dude on a strange new world right especially when there's big guys uh now are the big guys nice you know much like regular guys in the real world uh it's a mixed bag hmm some of them are nice, some of them are not. You can't even tell from looking at them. Well, you just have to guess. I mean, with that, there, there's absolutely no way of knowing if they're scary or not. So you really should reserve judgment either way. Yeah. 
So, yeah, no, not scary. I, I don't think so. Nothing scary about that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not scary at all, I don't think. Uh, what about... Now, people described uh, Perfect Blue, classic, uh, classic anime film from Satoshi Kon, uh, as a psychological horror. And it's like... What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? What does that even mean? A, a horror of the mind? It's like, okay, so a pop star thinks that she's losing her identity. Uh, she thinks that the, that she's has an alter uh, ego, right? A split personality that's going out and committing crimes when she's not sure. looking. Uh, and it's like, not scary to me because if you don't know that you're doing it at the time, then it's not a crime. I mean, you're, yeah, it's like at that point, who cares? Yeah, uh, it's not literally not my problem if I did it while I wasn't paying attention. What? So what even is psychological horror? Because that just sounds like scary, but like not even scary to like regular people scary. Uh, you know what psychological horror is? It's like uh, it's horror for people who don't like blood in like seeing blood. But I've seen Perfect Blue and there is like blood in it. So if there's blood in it, is it still psychological? Because it seems like at that point. It's not psychological. I mean, it's like the rubber has hit the road, right? Yeah, but the blood is imagined for the most part. Really? Because I think some of the blood's real. I mean, there's... It feels like some of the blood is real. Listen, there's <laughs> there's some real blood in there. I'm not denying it, but it's impossible to tell the difference between the imagined blood and the real blood. Uh, so why, why even bother worrying about it? The whole time we're playing guessing games, is that why it's psychological? Because we're having to think about stuff? Is that the idea? <laughs> I will say that having to think about the media that I consume is the biggest inconvenience. I mean, that is so inconvenient. I can't believe it. It's like I'm I'm watching a movie so I don't have to think. Being responsible for interpreting my own thoughts might actually be the closest that I've gotten to feeling fear in this conversation. I literally think all day doing stuff. When I'm doing stuff, I'm thinking about it. I don't want when I'm finally at the end of my day and I'm not doing stuff i don't want to have to think about that too uh also i'm pretty sure that when i go to sleep i don't exist and neither do you uh, i've never even thought about it even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's so the whole thing again it's i'm not i'm not scared of that it's just it's really frustrating and inconvenient i i just don't i don't see what the point of a scary movie that's not even like scary would be like if that's not even scary to like people who feel fear like what what are we even doing uh, yeah i don't know it's like i think the big thing that people are worried about is like what if you're doing bad stuff when you're not paying attention and again i have to reiterate like you shouldn't care because you're not doing it like that's kind of like don't do it yeah if you don't want to do it like do it. don't do it Wow. Oh, no, I think I'm doing something. Then don't. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What's wrong with you? Like, just don't do it. OK, that's dumb. Yeah, dumb. Perfect Blue is dumb. It's stupid. Uh, and Black Swan is dumb. Black Swan is really dumb. I mean, like being cool and athletic and hot. That's pretty cool. I will give it up for that. Imagine the inconvenience if you weren't six foot eight and ripped. And like, yeah, I, I, how would I even do ballet like in that movie if I wasn't six foot eight, uh, 280 pounds <laughs> a square like a vending machine? Uh, <laughs> it would be really hard. Talk about inconvenient, right? 
Right. Yeah, totally. And I'm pretty light on my toes, so, you know. Hey, you're lightning quick. Uh, nothing could get the drop on you. Okay, check this out. What do you think about this? People tell me this is really scary. So, like, you know this movie? It's like a movie. It's called Tenshi no Tamago. Angel's Egg, I think. It's like uh, all kinds of, like, crazy shit is happening to this, like, little girl. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, in this crazy city, and there's, like, not really anybody there, but, like, weird shit keeps happening to her, and, like, weird shapes pop out of places, and they're like, Bleh. and she's like, oh, no, but she finds an egg, right? Mm-hmm. Just, like, an egg? Yeah, it's just, like, a big egg. And, uh, obviously, when you see a big egg, you, you pick it up and you take it with you, because, who knows, maybe it'll hatch into a big friend. And right off the bat, I'm like, that sounds cool. Like, where, what, what is even scary about this? Like, finding a big egg sounds like a good day. That would be a good day for me. If I found a big egg and, it, like, nobody stopped me from taking it. Now, how big of an egg are we talking? Are we talking about, like, ostrich egg big? Bigger? We're, smaller? We're talking, like, uh, we're talking, like, uh, as big as a medium-sized dog. That's a big egg. I mean, it's a big egg. Yeah. It's the kind of egg you wouldn't leave lying around. I mean, I'm going to be honest. uh, I would immediately eat that egg because my massive body needs the protein. That's true. That's true. I hadn't considered that. that I might want to immediately eat it. I kind of thought like, you know, hey, maybe this thing hatches into my new best friend. I mean, it's a gamble. It's absolutely a gamble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But either way, I, I see you coming out with a net benefit. Either eat the egg or or get a new uh, best friend. Yeah. And I'm so distracted by the egg, like all the weird shit. I'm not even thinking about it. Right. It's like it's like water off a duck's back. Right. You know? I'm no longer thinking about it in this conversation. Yeah. You're too focused on the egg because the egg is cool. The egg is the only important part of anything you've just said. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what? Wh- why is this even scary at all? I, I, I can't even, even for regular people, I'm like, I can't, I cannot even stretch my imagination that far. It's like you find, oh, you found a cool egg. Oh, I'm so terrified. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, what is even, uh, why would they be terrified? There's nothing scary about a big egg. Again, you eat yeah. it or you hatch it. Uh, and whatever comes out is obviously going to be psychologically under your control. You would have dominion yeah. over its will. Yeah, you're so much bigger than it. I yeah. mean, it's a big egg, but like, you're huge. Yeah, uh, and we've established that huge dudes have a natural conqueror's hockey about them. <laughs> yeah so here's the thing right i mean you eat the egg or you hatch the egg even if you hatch the egg you could still eat whatever comes out of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's win-win i mean win-win-win there are no downsides because you get protein out of it no matter what exactly exactly and that's the end goal of every day (laughs) not scary once i've achieved my protein for the day like the rest of the shit is all downhill (laughs) (laughs) not scary Angel's egg, what do you, what the You know, fuck? maybe, maybe if it was, like, some kind of, like, egg made of bread, I would be more worried about that because of the carbs. Well, I'd be worried about it, but I still control the things that go in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, because I have total dominion over my own life. <laughs> yeah, I have complete control over my limbs and body. <laughs> like, it's not even a problem. Uh, <laughs> so, not scary at all. I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, now, now here's a wild card. I was not expecting this because I did think that most people wouldn't consider this scary either. But I, I saw the beloved Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film uh, Spirited Away pop up on several of these spooky movie or spooky anime lists. And like, I don't think that that works for me at all. It's about a little girl who goes on a fantastical adventure. It's about getting a part-time job oh actually if i'm remembering the movie correctly it's about getting like your first part-time job Uh (laughs) uh-huh and like yeah your your parents can't help you like they did with all your schoolwork they're like they fucked off somewhere have you have a shitty boss i mean that's just fundamentally uh, unrelatable to me because i am a boss if you have time to lean you have time to if you have time (laughs) to lean you must thrust your fist against the post. <laughs> I mean, this is a kid's movie. This is a movie for children, right? Made by a bitter old man, yes. Now, I, I when I think about bitter old men, I got to say that does kind of tweak something in the back of my lizard brain. I will say that. I don't like thinking about that. I don't. I mean, do you don't like thinking about Hayao Miyazaki as a bitter old man or just bitter old men in general? I think bitter old men in general. I'm trying to kind of conceptualize it. I don't. I mean, they are the closest thing to literal real world monsters. <laughs> yeah, I it's making me feel uncomfortable for sure. And like a kind of disc, a discomfort that's like I can't I can't really like peel it off. It's actually I don't know. That's. Are you are you I don't like I don't like the way that makes me feel. Are you feeling fear? Do you think that's fear of of an old man? I could beat up an old man real easy. (laughs) I don't think I'm afraid. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't be afraid of an old man because they're they're tiny and squishy uh, and and probably beta cucks. (laughs) I would never be afraid of a beta cuck old man that I could beat up. Okay. Don't say that about me. And don't don't fucking say that about me, okay? Cuz I'm not afraid of that. No one no, no. Uh, because it's not scary. Like you can't it's not be afraid scary. of it. No, it's not I'm I I don't even know what I was saying before. It's not I'm not scared of that at all, okay? <laughs> not even the idea of that is not scary to me. I'm not You know what? I'm not going even I'm not even going to think about it anymore. I'm not thinking about it. All right. All right. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Let's not let's, let's not move on. get get hung up on that. Uh, I don't know what that was. That was weird. That was, I don't like, the, I don't, I, okay, what about, okay, check this shit out. Because some people told me they're scared of this. This is like Ergo Proxy. You ever seen this? This is like an anime. It's about like, what if computers were the mayor? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, no, I'm that's, that's pretty that. good. That's pretty good. I mean, like, I kind of like, I don't know about that. I, computers are a little weird to me, like. I try not to use computers too often because, like, it's a lot of sitting down, and uh, you know, I gotta keep this. I gotta keep this mass moving. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, every every moment that you're not burning calories, it just builds up in your massive uh, hulking body. Yeah, listen, this thing needs to stay like agile and tight, or else I'm gonna be like, you know, on the ground. And I don't want to be on the ground. I mean, my body is like like a well maintained uh, vintage muscle car. Yeah, it, it, it needs special. It needs specialized parts, <laughs> raw, raw vegan materials to maintain this <laughs> this perfect cut look that I that I have. Yeah. Now let me let me be clear. I'm not afraid of like 
not having muscle definition. I'm not afraid of that. No. Okay. But it's also, like, it's not something that I don't that that I imagine ever happening. You know, yeah, I just don't I, think that it's a possibility. I've you know I've managed it so far. It's like not that big of a deal. I'm always gonna look like this. Things don't break down over time if you like do everything you're supposed to do. Uh, I will live forever. Yeah. I mean, that's the guarantee. That's the deal that I made with the with, with the floating Kudama head. No, I cut a deal with my own body. I was like, body, we're doing this shit till the end. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, you're just doing that on your own. I got like a Faust thing going on. Oh, really? That's how you did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, some of us are built different. <laughs> uh, so this is like, this is like, okay. Oh no. Like, uh, a, a big, a big computer. It's like, it's taken over local government and it's like, Hey, uh, we need, we need to like change the municipality clothes. Uh, so like, here's a shotgun, go to the other towns and tell them that like the zip codes are changing. I think that's what the show's about. Something like that. And like, there's a lot of desert and stuff. You got to like, I think they like. They sailboard over it. Now, now, did they run any blades on anybody? No, not really. I mean, it's really, like I said, mostly a shotgun. Uh-huh. It's like a shotgun situation. Lots of shotgunning, uh, which is cool. So uh, no blade running. All right. Yeah, there's no blade running, really. I mean, it's it's like sh- cool, sh- cool shotgunning. I don't know. And deserts and shotguns. And, and uh, I mean, the computer being the mayor, I'm not hot on that, like I said. But, uh, like, uh, there's a cool girl. She's got great eyeliner not afraid of that at no. all we're actually way into that <laughs> I mean, nothing about that sounds scary. like a goth chick hell yeah <laughs> there's nothing scary about goth chicks you guys just need to like grow up yeah wait no what's the opposite of scary uh, uh <laughs> awesome i am very attracted to, to goth chicks <laughs> it's like the opposite of scary if i can conceptualize scary correctly is like super dope and cool yeah yeah i i think it may be horny (laughs) (laughs) the opposite of scary is horny we can make that assertion i think uh yeah no i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put that out there i'm saying that definitively the opposite of scary is horny let's work with that framework and see if that like plays out okay well all right so that brings up an interesting point I uh, uh, wanted to put the Golden Boy manga on here, which is notoriously horny. And I think that maybe <laughs> using using our correlation that we just discovered, that may mean that it is also scary at parts. Well, if it's super horny most of the time, but then it's not super horny some of the time. And that some of the time is like what? Not horny at all uh i mean it's it's definitely still horny but in a different way uh in a darker way <laughs> what are, what are the kind what are the kinds of horny in golden boy okay well what I are mean, the you, different kinds of horny so you have your base like horny which is kind of what the classic ova that i think most people are familiar with like like heterosexuality classical beauty standards kind of horny yeah yeah or just kind of being allured to to mystery right like with the bike girl that's kind of her whole thing like she's she's like a a rich heiress and and she has a secret fetish for fucking her her motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah 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 i mean the the kind of horny 
that we get in in the animated series is the the kind where where he becomes incredibly competent at whatever task you know the series needs him to do in that episode uh, for it to be funny right you know his his horny levels overcome uh, all prior inexperience and and makes him a genius in multiple fields uh, because sure, he's sure. he's so motivated to get laid yeah uh-huh. which tale as old as time now now there is a different type of vibe that the manga gets gets into and that is the more down to not down to earth but the stories where kentaro the main character takes more of a backseat to what is going on because you know the main concept is that he's a traveling student of life as he calls himself he he bikes around japan doing odd jobs and just kind of generally trying to get laid and like you know having a good time yeah not scary like uh, that's cool that's a cool guy thing to do well he never does actually end up getting laid which i don't know if that's scary but it's not good. I mean, he does. We uh, we can get into that, but it, it gets <laughs> weird uh, at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it, the manga ends with him becoming a computer programming genius that creates like an amazing fantasy video game that he gets isekai'd into and meets his dream girl. And it's basically like the 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 Pillow World episode of Adventure Time where he like lives okay. out an entire yeah. life uh yeah, and like yeah. uh gets laid and has like an amazing relationship with the with this girl in the fantasy okay, well, video I'm, game world I'm, I'm gonna need to lay down very clearly for you right now uh fucking inside the computer is not is not real fuck <laughs> well i i I hope I'm not breaking your heart right now. I'm not. That's I'm not, not because that's that's the joke that the series ends on is that he he you know completes the final quest in this video game world that he created and gets sucked back out into the real world and is so distraught at losing his uh, his amazing fantasy life that he kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an inconvenience. Uh, It is inconvenient (laughs) to suddenly realize you're still a virgin. Yeah. I'd be mad about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Uh, But but dying a virgin. Yeah. That's scary. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, man. Hold on. Hold on a second. Okay. Well, like. Holy hmm. shit, dude. Wait, you know what? I'm not afraid of it because I'm not a virgin. Oh, oh, well, you know, I'm not a virgin either. Uh, so damn. we're fine. Yeah, I guess that's not. But, like, you know, if I was a loser who wasn't a, who was a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I'm really stressing like my whole shit out right now, trying to like put myself in the shoes of somebody who's like not six five, two hundred eighty pounds of like cut steel, and it's like really hard. I'm I'm really having a hard time. If I, if that. I wasn't that, if I was someone who for some reason like wasn't desirable, then yeah, maybe uh, that 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 thought is giving me some kind of like tightness in my chest. But yeah, that also now, may be the reaction to this new creatine uh, <laughs> I'm taking. 
I'm feeling like sort of like an, a, a sharp anxiety. Is that like is, how is that close to fear? Like a kind of like a stinging sensation that causes like hypertension. Have you tried burping and maybe gas? Well, I haven't. I haven't stood up for a while. We have been recording for a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, may, it could be that. Uh, I don't really like thinking about this. It's it is. Uh, uncomfortable i don't know if it's scary but it, i don't like thinking about this virgin dying i think it's, that may be the closest to fear that that i can comprehend i it i really feels like that's probably the worst thing we've talked about i yeah. mean just in terms of ob- objective bad things i mean there there is the chapter where kentaro wanders onto his hometown and it's become prey to a a sex death cult <laughs> Uh, that that <laughs> that is run by the mayor, who also happens to be his childhood best friend. Damn, dude, that sucks. I mean, that's pretty unfortunate. You gotta you gotta admit. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's just no good. That's not good at all. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset if that happened to me. But like, also, if it, if again, if it became an inconvenience to me, I would just leave and do something else. Yeah, or like I would like shake him really hard until he changed his mind. Oh yeah. With uh, yeah. with my hands, I would just physically change him into something that I agree with. Yeah, I mean, I have these bear-like mitts, and the pressure I can exert just with my fingertips, I can alter reality with that pressure. You understand? I've seen him crush a walnut just by looking at it. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's not it's not a big deal if that happened. I'm not, like, scared of that happening, you know? Like... It would suck, but, yeah, you know, it's not the worst. It's not the end of the world. I could just shake him really hard. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's that's all I had. Like, does any of this come get us closer to understanding what being afraid is? I really I'm I mean, I thought there were a couple moments there where I was getting close. I was thinking about it really hard, uh, but I don't know. None of these things seem that scary to me like a. You know, uh, a drinking game, uh, being small. Robot mayors. Yeah, computer is mayor. Big egg. Uh, not getting laid. That I mean, that's the closest one. That is bad. I mean, yeah. that is definitely bad. I, there, I don't know, man. I, I don't think we figured this out. You know, we still have a few days until Halloween, so... I think I'm gonna like meditate on it. Yeah, let's let's let this one stew. I'm sure we can yeah. come up with something, but man, I just don't think that there are any scary anime. I just don't think there are any scary anime. I mean, we really we sat here, we tried really hard to think of anything, and I, you know, if you can think of a scary anime, let us know. Like, you know, we we're all we're all ears, but I fundamentally don't understand your emotions. Yeah, I, it's weird to me. I, I would love to pick your brain sometime, uh, handsome and beautiful listeners. Uh, if you if you have any thoughts or feelings about being scared, like big babies. Uh, feel free to like hit us up on any of our social media, you know, like <laughs> send us an email or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you're not afraid of that, you know, send it to uh, anime death spiral at gmail.com. Yeah. Or like hit us up on blue sky or, or TikTok. You've, you've been putting out TikToks, right? Nate. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, I have them, uh, in the works. They're being put out into the world. Wow. That's crazy dog. So you should keep checking, constantly refreshing the TikTok page, uh, (laughs) to see Nate's incredible work on the, on the socials, uh, (laughs) and like hit like or follow or whatever. I don't know what you do on there. Am I afraid of TikTok? 
Uh, I think I'm afraid of not being accepted by the public. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, we cracked it. We did oh, it. Oh, my God. Oh, we did it. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, we'll we'll uh, talk to you after Halloween, beautiful and handsome listeners. Uh, this has been enough anime for this week. All right, go live the spooky life. Anime death spiral. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Is that scary? Is that scary? Is that scary?